0: Hi, from Candy Apple Press, it's the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and today we have a great show with a new audio from Mistress Lily. And I have to tell you, that week off did me a lot of good. Um, I have a great idea for some new books from Candy Apple Press. Uh, An old writer has returned to our fold, and we have um, a great new audio for next week already turned into me by Miss Jen Davis so you know it's gonna go live and on top of all of that we have a great show today with an audio from Mistress Lily based on one of my favorite books that I've ever written a bestseller for me called Dressing Room Dupe well that's hard to say about a guy who goes shopping at a women's clothing store to get a present for his girlfriend and gets mistaken for a sissy. And the girls who are bored, stuck working at the mall on Christmas Eve, they discover all sorts of ways to have fun with who they believe is a sissy. So without further ado, here's Mistress Lily with Dressing Room dupe.
1: Start from the bottom and work up. You'll irritate your skin less. "'What the hell?' startled Connor, fumbled to cover up his nakedness. "'Don't mind me, princess,' smirked Jessica. "'I'll wait.' W- "'What are you doing here?' "'I'm here to give you a haircut.' "'I don't want a haircut.' "'Maybe not, but that's what Lily and I want, and you're in no position to tell us no.' Connor felt incredibly self-conscious, being naked while Jessica was fully clothed. But soon he was completely shaved. He stepped into the panties and Jessica helped him strap the padded bra around his chest. This is so weird, complained Connor. I don't know. I think there's something magical about a boy's first bra. Although, if I remember, there was some." doubt as to whether this is your first time it is cried connor doesn't matter to me said jessica now i'm going to need you to sit back down in your chair so i can do my thing looking him over jessica saw a lot of potential but he was still raw and unfinished She decided that a chopsy pixie style would work best with the length of his hair and his facial structure. She began by pulling out a spray bottle full of water and lightly misting his hair. When she was satisfied, it was sufficiently damp. She took her scissors and began trimming from the forehead and working backwards. Once she was satisfied, she cleaned up the neck and sideburns before turning her client to face the break room mirror. Oh my God! exclaimed Connor, as he now saw what she had done to his hair. He reached up to touch his hair, still mesmerized by the short angled side fringe and the spiky layers and undercut she had created. What have you done to me? About sixty dollars, she replied proudly. Come by the salon sometime and I'll color it for you too. How can I even make my hair look masculine now? asked Connor, still dazed. "'I imagine a buzz cut would do the trick,' said Jessica. "'That's not really my problem, though. "'Lily wanted me to make you look pretty, "'not make you plain again. "'Anyway, when your makeup is done, "'you're going to be a knockout.' "'Jessica was only gone a few minutes "'when an attractive Latina entered the break room.' She could barely stop laughing at the feminized male in front of her long enough to introduce herself to Connor. She was about 5 foot 4 inches tall, with huge breasts and perfect makeup. She had a tattoo of a bird with the initials TK on her left bicep. Hi, I'm Ashley. I work at the piercing hut. I'm going to pierce both of your ears with two holes each. I don't want holes in my ears complained Connor take that up with Lily I owe her one and she had some ideas for you well I'm not going to do any of them complained Connor as he backed away at the sight of the piercing gun that's fine I'll just tell Lily that you refused on my way out she said as she opened the bedroom door wait called out Connor I'll do it. Whatever, sighed Naomi. You're not doing me any favors. By the time the young woman departed, Connor jingled whenever he turned his head. She had placed two dangling silver Christmas bell earrings in each ear. She had assured Connor that they were sterling silver and wouldn't cause any complications for a new earring wearer, but that didn't seem to be his main concern. Ten minutes after she left, a glamorously tall redhead entered the back room wearing white smock. She had a tackle box with her, and Connor could guess that it couldn't mean anything good. "'What do you want, oh ghost of Christmas future?' said Connor when he saw her enter. Ghost of what now? Since I've been here, I've been visited by one woman who cut my hair, one who pierced my ears, and now you. I'm just wondering what your part is in all of this. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to do your mani-pedi. Whatever. No, not whatever. Whatever she said, grabbing his balls tightly through the thin panties as he was wearing. The correct response is... Yes, mistress. Do you want to try that? Yes, mistress, Connor winced, tears welling up in his eyes before she finally relented. Now sit down in the chair, bitch. I was told to give you bright red Christmas nails... But just for you, I'm going to throw in some free nail art. Connor complied. He sat in the chair, making absolutely no fuss when she demanded his hand and began her work. By the time she was done, she had painted both his fingers and toes bright red. With a little white snowflake. She used acrylics to make his nails longer, and Connor could not believe how feminine they made his hand look. You're such a little bitch, and I'm just happy that I was able to do my part to help make you look that way. Now why don't you act like the little pussy you are and thank me for doing it? Thank you, mistress, grumbled Connor. I love my new nails. They make me feel like a princess. Well, good, sneered Ashley. Because my friend Katie is going to do your makeup next. Have fun, bitch. Katie was next. She was a perky Chinese girl with flawless complexion and her hair tied back in a ponytail. The smock that she wore hit a great body and made it obvious that she was a makeup artist. So you are my blank canvas, she said as she entered the break room. Yeah, I guess I am, replied Connor, still transfixed on his new nails. Doesn't Ashley do good work, she asked. Yeah, replied Connor, staring at the little white snowflakes on each red nail. He was so engrossed that he didn't even see Katie slap his face until her right hand made contact with his left cheek. It was almost hard enough to knock him off his chair, and it made him feel like his face was on fire. "'Ow!' he winced. "'You do not have to address me as Mistress Katie, although maybe you should. However, you will look at me when you speak to me, and you will address me with respect.' That you show your superiors, sissy. I'm sorry, Mistress Katie. Much better. Now let's pretty you up. I figured as much. Good. At least you're somewhat intelligent, and you really do have a pretty feminine face already. I'm just going to highlight those features and minimize some of your more masculine features... I can tell you're going to look hot because you've got a lot more feminine features than masculine ones. Yes, Mistress Katie, replied Connor. He disagreed with everything she was saying, but he wasn't going to risk getting in trouble again. She began applying his makeup with a layer of liquid foundation and then a light layer of powder as well. She contoured his face just as he'd seen Megan do so many times. Next, she blended what she had done, and Connor began to see a feminine face emerge. "'This is good makeup,' said Katie. "'I'll let Lily know everything I'm using in case she decides to keep you as a pet or something.' "'A pet?' Katie began to work on his eyes applying a colorful fading eyeshadow that began with hot pink and blended into a sparkling white near his nose. She applied a little wing of liner at the outer edges of his eyes and then took a pair of long, thick, fake eyelashes and glued them over his own. Moving down to his lips, she lined them with a red pencil before using a deep pink gloss to fill his lips in. "'and leave them shining.' "'Ta-da!' said Katie, breaking the spell. "'She held up a big mirror so that Connor could see his face. "'He could scarcely believe how much she had changed his appearance. "'He couldn't decide if he was beautiful or not, "'but he was certainly the equal of most of the attractive young women "'who had been walking into the back room to feminize him.' The combination of his makeup and feminine hairstyle made him look like a whole nother person. Next, Connor watched as Becca entered the break room, carrying an armload of outfits. The sight of so many things that they obviously expected him to wear made him very nervous. Well, I've been cooperating, and this is the result complained Connor. Yeah, and the result is also that you're not behind bars, said Becca. Let's try and keep it that way. Step into this dress first. She handed Connor a stretchy sapphire blue bodycon mini dress with quarter sleeves to hide his shoulders. The dress was low cut in the back and made Connor's ass look very feminine. Excellent, said Becca. I know Lily will be very pleased. I'm going to have you wear pantyhose to help conceal your little problem. These are nude to show off your legs, and they're sandal toes, so they won't cover up your pretty little toes either. Yeah, wouldn't want that, Connor said snidely. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that, as I'm the one person who has tried to go out of their way "'To help you,' said Becca. "'I'm sorry.' Becca showed him how to roll the pantyhose up his legs, and he did so without putting a run in them. She was quite proud. Next, he stepped into a pair of strappy black sandals. He could scarcely believe how beautiful he looked in the outfit.' "'There's no way this could be your first time in a dress,' said Becca. "'You look way too perfect.' "'I swear it is.' "'Okay,' said Becca. "'Just sit tight, and you'll have one more visitor.' "'Someone from the perfume counter? "'You can't really do much more to me.' (laughs) "'We can always do more.' But just cooperate, and it will all be over before you know it. You know, I've seen a lot of cop shows and movies. I know about good cop, bad cop. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret, honey. I'm the bad cop. With that, Becca left, leaving Connor anxious and confused. Connor waited nervously and for a few times toyed with peeking his head out and seeing what was going on in the shop. But he really didn't want to be seen like this, so he reasoned he was safer behind closed doors. The next woman who visited was very tall. In her high heeled boots, she must have been six foot four, and she had a visually stunning appearance. Her jet black hair was in a high ponytail and reached to the small of her back. She wore a black suit with a short black miniskirt, and she appeared to have legs that went on for days. Hello. My name is Summer Black. Stand up straight. Who are you? I run the X-Factor Modeling School, replied Summer, and before that I was a successful runway and print model. So, what are you doing here? Well, judging by your posture and the way you stand in those heels, I'm saving you from embarrassment and possibly a broken neck. These shoes are killing me. Pain is the price of beauty, but I can help with that a little. I was told you had worn heels before. No, never. Well... It's not that tough. Let's start there. First, you need to stand up straight. Make sure that your spine is completely straight. Like this, asked Connor, doing his best to comply. Yes, that's good. Now place one foot in front of the other and walk in long strides. Relax your knees. Connor clumsily attempted to follow the directions and nearly fell. This is too hard. Nonsense. Long strides for a woman means something different than long strides in a man. You're not lunging. Allow your arms to hang at your side and keep your hands relaxed. Connor began to walk around the break room, and the more he practiced, the better he got. I think I'm getting it. You're doing much better. Set your chin facing down a little bit. Place one foot in front of the other with your eyes looking straight ahead. Before long, he was getting it. He was actually proud enough that Summer had to correct him for smiling. Finally, he declared, I can actually walk in these. Summer spent the next ten minutes teaching him the finer arts of striking a pose, strutting with attitude, and little tricks the runway models pick up to appear fierce when they are a bit nervous. I'm sure you are going to do great tonight. I'll be rooting for you when I'm watching. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do tonight, complained Connor. Well, I don't see any harm in telling you. You're going to go out there and model that big pile of clothes over there. Model? Yes. They've borrowed one of my runways and everything. Summer noticed Connor shaking and told him, It won't be all bad. Just remember what I showed you. It's all about attitude. Just then, Lily and Becca walked into the break room. "'How's she doing?' asked Becca. "'Wow, she looks amazing!' interjected Lily. "'I know she'd make a good sissy, but this is amazing!' "'I was just finishing up,' said Summer. "'I think she's ready for the catwalk.' "'Okay, I'll go start the music,' said Lily." Then you'll come out on the runway model, that dress, and come back and change into the next outfit. Becca will help, and since there are no other models to cover for you, you really need you to get changed as quickly as you can. Got it? Wait, I can't, began Connor. Oh, you can, said Lily. And you will, added Becca. Lily started the music. "'and Connor heard a cheer. "'Just what was going on?' "'He stepped up on the catwalk "'that was illuminated by several big professional lights. "'The rest of the room was dim, "'but just beyond the lights, "'he could see Katie and Ashley "'and all the girls who had helped prepare him "'hooting and hollering along with another 15 or so girls "'from other parts of the mall. "'They all knew he was a guy.' and he could think of nothing more humiliating than him sashaying down the runway. He got to one end, and then struck a pose before turning around. It's when he did that, that he realized just how many girls were videotaping him with their cameras. There was a professional-looking video camera on a tripod that Summer was operating as well. Connor got to where he started, and Becca immediately began yelling at him to get backstage and change into his next outfit. Only the thumping of bass of the music that was playing concealed their shouts from the audience. With Becca's help, Connor put on all of the outfits that had been selected for him and modeled them for the catcalling crowd one by one. Press was known for sexy and stylish clothing, so finding bodycon dresses, micro-minis, and daring cocktail dresses with slits up to at least mid-thigh had been no trouble for Lily and Becca. The demeaning and humiliating catcalls from the women in the audience had placed a permanent blush on Connor's face. The sheer delight they took in torturing him with comments like, "'Shake that thing, baby, and you better work it, girl!' The final outfit amazed even Connor. "'What the hell is that?' he asked, stopping dead in his tracks. "'I should think that was obvious,' smirked Becca. Gina from L'Amour Bridal was nice enough to donate it. "'But it's a wedding dress,' stammered Connor. "'Yeah.' Kind of a tradition to close a fashion show with a wedding dress. Now hurry up. We have white floral stockings and a corset to put on you. And that dress has a ton of buttons. You don't want the crowd getting restless waiting. To Connor, it felt like the entire mall was in on this scheme to feminize him. As Becca tightened the corset to what seemed like extreme levels... Connor could scarcely believe that this humiliating evening was about to get worse. The mall had been closed for half an hour, and now all the employees were about to laugh at him dressed as a blushing bride. Becca gave him the once-over and began adjusting the ivory white gown. He barely noticed as she pulled his arms behind him and zip-tied his wrists behind his back. What the hell?! "'Exclaimed Connor. "'I've been cooperating.' "'And this will assure that you continue to,' said Becca, pushing him forward towards the door. "'I told you I was the bad cop.' "'As Becca helped Connor up on the catwalk, he was a sight to behold. "'The gown had amazingly intricate lace in the bodice and long sleeves.' It only came to mid-thigh in the front, though. The back came down to Connor's ankles. He wasn't surprised this dress hadn't sold, and the bridal shop could donate it to his further humiliation. Lily began to play Here Comes the Bride as Connor walked out onto the stage. He couldn't help feel humiliated and exposed, but things only got worse when he got to the middle of the catwalk, and Becca pushed him down to his knees. He had no idea what she intended to do to him until he saw the mall Santa make his way through the crowd. This Santa was rather unusual, because when he wasn't doing this gig, he was a stripper. The women hooted and hollered as he made his way to the stage. Oh no, cried Connor, realizing the vulnerable position he was in. He looked over and saw a big smile on Lily's face as she nodded in answer to Connor's worst fears. With Becca pushing down on his shoulders, there was no place that Connor could go as Santa climbed up on the catwalk. Santa danced, just like he was at a bachelorette party as he sauntered up to the frightened sissy. The women in the audience roared out their approval. Connor couldn't see it, but he could hear a familiar voice. I did his lipstick, but I think it needs a touch up. In one athletic motion, Santa pulled down his red pants and the women cheered at the sight of his 10 inch dong. It's going to happen one way or another, so you might as well enjoy it, suggested Becca. I can't, replied Connor even as Santa was slapping him in the mouth of his cock. Lily led the audience in a chant of, Suck his cock!
0: If that feels like I was leading up to something, and I just went ahead and cut it off, nah, that's because I did. Uh, if you want to find out what happens to our hero, the audio is available on both Clips for Sale, and I want Clips, just follow the link. Um, Mistress Lilith, who I think I called Mistress Lily earlier in the show, and I apologize for that. Mistress Lilith is really coming into her own doing these voiceovers. Her first story, April's Fool, was great, but her read on this one is so much better, so much more emotion, and I think so much more powerful. Um, I hope you like that. That was a little longer clip than we usually do, but I thought, um, there was really no great cutting you know cutting off point. Anyway, that's our show for today. And next week we'll have Miss Jen Davis doing feminized by his high school bully, an extremely cruel one for those of you who are into that. And well, I'm into that. And I really hope you enjoyed yourself listening to our podcast today and you'll be back next week to listen to the next episode. Thank you for all you do to support us, buying clips, subscribing, Uh, sponsoring this podcast, all of it adds up, all of it makes a big difference, and all of it helps me keep entertaining podcasts like this one on the air. So tune in next Monday for another great forced feminization audio from Candy Apple Press and the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I'm Kylie Gable. I'll see you next week.